0: Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. This is Millennial Money. I'm Shauna Compton Game, and today we're talking three big reasons why I love credit cards. <music> Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. All right, so I'm just going to be super bold and I'm just going to say that I love credit cards. I know I've been criticized by that statement a lot in the past. And you know, I always try and clarify what I mean when I say that. I'm not a fan of credit card debt. In fact, credit card debt is one of the worst kinds of debt you can actually have. It grows, it gets bigger, it grows a beard, it gets hairy, it gets mean, it attacks your finances, it attacks all of the uh, financial dreams and goals that you have. But if you use credit cards the right way, and there is actually a right way to use a credit card, they can be so powerful for you, right? There are so many different things that you can do with credit cards that didn't exist five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. You know, it used to be that a credit card was just a piece of plastic that you use to finance whatever you want to buy and perhaps finance more than you could actually pay for. And it still is very much at the core, that reason that credit cards exist. But the problem is, or I should say, the reason why I I love credit cards these days let me turn that into a positive, is because the credit card companies are really super competitive these days. They really want your business and they want your business for probably the wrong reasons, right? Because they're hoping that you're gonna go in debt. They're hoping they're gonna be able to charge this monstrous interest rate and that it's going to take you forever to get the credit cards paid off. I mean, that's that's their business model. That's how they make money. Let's just Let's just be honest about it, right? But if you play the game right, and you use credit cards right, the benefits could be super beneficial to your finances, to all the dreams that you want to achieve, to the short term, to the long term. And look, if you're somebody who's struggled with credit card debt, you're not alone. I have struggled with credit card debt in the past. I've had to go in and out of credit card debt. When I got out of college, I was kind of new to this whole thing. Um, <laughs> You know, credit card game. And I probably, no, I definitely overspent. And then it took me a while to kind of correct that behavior. And then there's been a couple instances in life when I've had to actually use my credit card because I just didn't have that much cash lying around. And I knew it wasn't the smartest thing. And I knew it was something that maybe I wasn't... Um, <laughs> too proud of, but it happened and I had the tools to know how to get out of debt. And I think that's what's really important is if you're struggling with credit cards, like they're not the enemy actually, right? It's our behavior. It's it's how we think, act, and feel about money and the different decisions that we make. That is actually what, what has caused the particular situation. So if we can really evaluate that and we can kind of get to the core and we can figure out you know, what the issue is around us maybe spending more money than we actually can spend or why we, you know, chronically overshop or we're always eating out and we're spending more than we should, or I don't know, whatever it is, whatever it is at the core, if we can kind of figure out what that is and maybe work to kind of, you know, move past that, then credit cards become kind of your friend rather than your foe, right? So stick with me here. Again, um, I know that this is a really controversial kind of topic when we're talking about credit cards. And I know that there are a lot of people out there that are just sworn off credit cards. There's a lot of money people out there that talk about never using a credit card, but I really think you're kind of missing out because... If you can use the credit card like a debit card, right? So every time you swipe that card, you know, you're going to pay that off in cash. But the reason that you're swiping the credit card is a couple of things. You're using the credit card because, uh, one of the three things I'm going to talk about, one of the three, uh, The three perks that I love with credit cards is one of the reasons why you're swiping the card. You're also swiping the card to help your credit score, right? It's this super ridiculous counterintuitive thing that the more you use your credit card um, and, you know, there's a lot of other factors, of course, that go into your credit card. So um, I'm, I'm just speaking loosely on this, right? But when you use your credit card, you are... Uh, helping your credit score if you're doing it in the right way, if you're paying off your balance every month, if you're, you know, paying your bills on time, if you've got a great mix of credit, if you've got a good credit history, yada, yada, all those things, right? But, But you are helping your credit score. And also, you know, there's just so much credit card theft out. In fact, just this week, we had um, credit card theft on one of our credit cards and the company was super proactive. They called us right away. Um, you know, Of course, the cards got canceled. We got new cards sent in the mail. I mean, this is just a fact of life. This is going to happen over and over again. But with credit cards, there is some bit of protection there because that money is not being pulled out from your bank account. That's what's always makes me so nervous about using debit cards. And why I always say when you travel, try really hard not to use a debit card, especially for you know your hotels and when you're eating out. Because if somebody takes your number and you don't know about it, and then suddenly your bank account is drained, and let's say you're overseas somewhere, it's not gonna your money's not going to come back fast to you. It may take a couple of days for it to come back to you, especially if you're in the place where uh, you're overseas and that's where the you know, the credit theft happen. Uh, It can take some banks a few business days to research these things. Meanwhile, you could be out of cash for that particular period of time. So I'm just a big fan of using credit cards, but I'm a big fan of using them correctly. I'm not a big fan of credit card debt. I'm not a big fan of Um, abusing credit cards to the point where you have to file bankruptcy or, you know, any situation like that. And if I'm speaking to you and if you've been there or if you're there, if you're headed there, it's okay. You can still counteract this behavior. You can still pull yourself out from that. So it's never too late, right? But what I see often is, you know, you may have struggled with credit cards. And then you decided I'm never using my credit cards again. You canceled all of your accounts. You cut up all your cards. Your credit score went down. Maybe you don't care. Maybe it's not that big of a deal for you. Um, but then, you know, I feel like there's power in correcting behavior. There's power in saying, you know what? I know that credit card's in my wallet, but I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to buy that thing that I know I can't pay off before the bill comes. There's power in that. And you have control over that. You have control over your behavior. You have total self-control in case you didn't know. (laughs) You can make your decisions. You can decide to do something or not do something. Um, We actually have the ability to do that. And so what I think is just more powerful is if you can reframe and reshape your brain around credit cards. And so then you're using them better. You're using them for the benefits and not for all the downsides of credit cards. I hope that makes sense. So, when I talk about these three reasons that I'm a big fan of credit cards, it really is because there are a lot of benefits to credit cards that literally put cash in your wallet, right? So, you're spending, you're paying for whatever your groceries that week or you know, whatever you're paying for that month. But when you're paying for it, it's putting something back into your pocket, right? And that is kind of the way leverage works when we're talking about money. So the number one reason that um, I'm a big fan of credit cards is cash back. <laughs> we all love cash back. It is like the most um, ingenious concept, you know, hey, let's have people buy something and then let's put some cash back in their pockets. Wow okay, I'll sign up for that. And number two is the airline tickets. I have been able to fly all around the world numerous, numerous, numerous times, never paying for an airline ticket or paying for the fraction of the ticket, right? And I mean, I love to travel. If travel is kind of your thing too, it is one of the best reasons why you use credit cards. I'm sorry, but I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust. She is a mini golden mountain doodle full of life, and I would do just about anything to keep her happy, healthy, and safe. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. Your pet is part of your family, and you want to do the best for them, but vet bills can really add up. We jokingly keep telling Winnie she needs to get a job to pay for her vet bill. That's why you should check out pet insurance. And with ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customized accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping to ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit etm. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independent American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer, is not engaged in the business of insurance. I honestly would use Ernan in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas It will really help the show. Talking money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. And number three is gift cards. You know... Uh, and gift cards don't have to be gifts to other people. They can be gifts to yourself. You can get Amazon gift cards. You can get, um, Starbucks gift cards. You can get movie gift cards. You can get Macy's gift cards. You can get gift cards for going to dinner, all sorts of different places. You can get gift cards for, um, going to stay at a hotel or going to a spa at a hotel. Use the gift cards for yourself or for your family or for your friends. You don't have to give them all away, It's just a way of you sort of swapping in that that cash in your pocket, those points or whatever it may be for something that you want to use. So I ask you, like, if you could go grocery shopping, right? And then at the end of grocery, I either gave you back 10 bucks or I gave you a certain amount of points towards a free flight, or I gave you a free dinner or free movie out. Would you say no to that? I kind of think the answer is, no, right? You of course you would say yes to that. I mean, I think we all would say yes to that. I thought it was really interesting um bankrate.com just did this new report. And they said that 31% of credit card holders have never redeemed their credit card rewards. I think that's interesting. 31% have never redeemed them. I'm wondering like what are you holding on for them for, you know? Um and then a card head, card holders typically uh, gravitate to one extreme or the other. They either redeem their points and miles frequently, 38% did so within uh, the past six months, or they never do it at all, right? So there's never like a gray area. There's either, I'm gonna redeem them super, super fast, or I'm never gonna redeem them. Um, And also, this was interesting. So this is a quote from uh, bankrate.com credit card analyst, Robin Sachs Frankel, and Robin said, credit card rewards usually don't gain value over time. In fact, they're more likely to lose value as companies require more points or more wiles for the same perk. So, your best move is actually to cash them in more regularly. And um, I'm, I'm a big fan of cashing in points. I think, you know, if you're trying to save up the points for a trip or something big, obviously you're not going to cash them in. But most people, I think, are going to cash them in, you know, fairly fairly regular. And they also found that the most popular redemption is cash back. That's not surprising. Airline tickets are a distant second, followed by gift cards. And millennials are more likely than any other adult to choose uh, the cash back option. So the most popular redemption again is cash back. Forty nine percent. Who have used credit card rewards said they most recently exchanged their rewards for points for this purpose. Um, I think that's that's super interesting. Um, I'm a big fan of of saving my miles for airline tickets, but I've used them for lots of different things. So, if you're a big fan of cash back, think about a couple different things. You know, when you transfer that cash back into your bank account it usually evaporates. So (laughs) you look at the cashback account and you're super jazzed about however much you have in the cashback. And then you go and transfer it back in your bank account. And then, you know, like a week, a week or so later, you go to actually like do something with that cashback and it's gone. (laughs) I see this all the time. Um, So a great way to do it is to actually transfer your cashback actually into a savings account or maybe into investing, right? If you're putting money into your IRA or your Roth or something like that, like just transfer that money directly into uh, your account to fund, you know, purchase of new mutual funds or whatever your strategy might be. But but don't let it sit in your bank account for more than 24 hours. 24 hours, I find it to be like a super sweet spot, right? If you transfer that cash back in within 24 hours and you get it out of your bank account into something else the likelihood of you actually spending that cash is is, uh, diminished. But if it stays in there longer than 24 hours, your mind is going to find all sorts of things that you can do with that cash back, right? And probably none of them are things, they're all things that are fun and you're going to like to do, but they're not going to actually help you knock out your goals. So if on your budget, you know, you have a goal of, I don't know, starting a business or buying a house or buying a new car or whatever it may be, set up a separate savings account and title it that, title it car fund, title it house fund, title it Bora Bora vacation fund, you know, get super specific with what you're labeling it. Because then what happens is when you transfer that cash back back into your bank account, and then you go to route it to that savings account, like you're going to feel really good about yourself. Like, man, I just got another $100 in my Bora Bora fund. You know, I am like, this much closer to going to Bora Bora. I've actually never been to Bora Bora. It's on my list. It's been on my list. Every time I look at those over the water bungalows, like I just salivate. I get a little scared about swimming in the ocean with sharks, but, um, the overall the water villa thing, I just, I can't get out of my head. So I know it's a super popular, like, um, uh, honeymoon destination. Probably a lot of you listening have been there. I would, I would love to know how amazing Bora Bora is, but your, your saving doesn't have to be for Bora Bora. It can be like for a camping trip or whatever is super fun and enjoyable for you. Just title the savings account, that name. So again, like it's just all, we're all just like, we're trying to mind trip our mind. We're trying to get over the fact that, um, we have certain habits around money and things like that, and we're just trying to like rewire everything so that we can really knock out those goals so number two, airline tickets and again, this is the number one reason why I use credit cards is because of the airline tickets and really I, I would say if you're saving your points for airline tickets and you've never done this before, you're probably maybe even a little skeptical like does this work and I'm just going to tell you it absolutely works um. I tried to think of how many times I've actually used points for travel, and um, I came up with 10 so far, but I have a feeling it's a a lot more. I was kind of doing this um, points for airline miles game before a lot of time, a lot of people were writing about it. I'm sure that, um, you know, a lot of the people that are writing about it were doing the same thing, but... I was really kind of perfecting the science and figuring out how to maximize points. Um, I, this is not a promo, but I am a big fan of the Chase Sapphire Preferred card. I think it's one of the best for the flexibility of using your points for travel, using them for gift cards, um, using them to rent a car, lots of different reasons. But what I love is with the Chase Sapphire Preferred card is they have this online ultimate rewards kind of hub that you can go to. And if you book your airline through there, you get a 20% discount. So if, you know, it would have taken you 50,000 miles, um, you know, for a flight and you book through the ultimate reward site, it would only take you 40,000. And that's a big deal. Like a 20% discount can be a re- big deal when you're trying to save for, you know, a big trip, Um, And then also what I always think about is, you know, sometimes if I'm going somewhere close and close for me is anywhere within, you know, a two to three hour flight range and it's going to take a lot of my points, I won't use it because I know that in October, November, sometimes in December, and then in kind of the early part of the year, I can travel to Europe on about 40,000 points round trip. So if I'm looking at a flight from like Los Angeles to Seattle and it's going to take 30 to 40,000 points and maybe the price of that flight is like $250, I'm going to go, you know what, forget it. I'm going to pay the price of the flight and I'm going to keep my points because I know that my 40,000 points to go to Europe is really worth to me somewhere, you know, $800 Um, $900, whatever it may be, I'm going to be able to leverage those points. So I always kind of stop and think about what I'm using those points for because there is a bit of a strategy involved. I've also found that redeeming the points for hotel stays isn't as lucrative for me. So I can win better or more of the time when I redeem the points for airline than for hotels for whatever reason that may be. And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. And then the number three reason really is gift cards. Again, like I said, there are so many different, um, at least, you know, I know on Chase, I know on a lot of the different credit card uh, kind of, you know, backend sites, reward sites, there are a lot of powerful gift cards that you can get that you can use for real life stuff. You know, um, we use a lot of our points to go to the movies. We love going to the movies. Well, I don't like paying the movie prices. So we'll use our points and we'll exchange them in for movie gift cards. And then, you know, we'll go to the movies for a month and then do the same thing over again. So it's just a way of, turning your spending that you're already doing, that you're already going to spend money. You're already going to go to the grocery. You're already going to eat out each month. You're already going to go to Starbucks. You're already going to do all of these things each month. So why not get a reward for them? And this is what I'm talking about, credit cards being powerful, right? This is the power of credit cards. There's a lot of super negatives, the interest rates, the debt that people can get into, uh, the struggles, the bankruptcy, all that negativity that credit cards can kind of trip you up in, overspending, buying things that you can't afford, all of those sort of things. So what I want for you is when you actually use your credit card, when you swipe your credit card, I want you to think, do I have that money in my bank account that I could actually pay cash for this thing right now? If the answer is yes, then use your credit card because you're going to pay it off, right? And sometimes, you know, if, if you're struggling with this at first, one of the best tips that um, I like to give is when you go use your credit card, let's say you go to Target. I don't know, I'm just making this up because we go to Target all the time, it seems like. You go to Target and um, it's a 100 bucks right? As soon as you get home, take a hundred bucks from your savings account or from your bank account, I should say, and put it into a savings account marked credit card payoff, right? And so then when the credit card bill comes, I can take that money from that savings account and pay off the credit card because I've already put the money in there, right? I'm not using that money. So If you need to get super minute with your spending and saving like that to keep yourself out from kind of the dangers of credit card, do it. In fact, it's a really like powerful strategy even if you don't get tripped up in credit card debt. It's just as systematic as you can make this money stuff where you can sort of take your brain out of it, the better off you're going to be. So here's another thing. I thought this was interesting about the bankrate.com survey. Overall, about one in four cardholders is willing to pay an annual fee. Millennials are much more receptive than other groups, actually, to pay the annual fee. Hmm. So our friend Robin that we were just talking about earlier from um, Bankrate, she says, the credit card market is very competitive right now. So if you're not happy with a fee, you can either shop around to find another card that doesn't have one or see if the issuer is willing to waive the fee to keep your business. So creditcards.com recently reported that more than 80% of card holders were able to get an annual fee waived or reduced just by asking. See, there is the data to back up what I have been telling you all along. You can actually ask to have your annual fee waived. I've done it several times. The times that I've done it where I've remembered to do it, I've gotten it waived. And Again, it's just about being nice. It's about calling and being in a calm voice and saying, hey, I've been a customer for a long time. You know, I really want to stick with your card. I love your card, but I just don't like this annual fee. There's another card I'm looking at doesn't have an annual fee, but I really want to stay with you guys. Is there any way we can waive the annual fee? Give it a try. What is the worst that they can say? No, right? So you pay the annual fee. Yeah, you know, whatever. You try again next year, or maybe you go to a different card. But what if you actually get that fee waived? Then that card becomes even more powerful, right? Because you haven't had to pay that $100 annual fee or whatever whatever it is. Um And, you know, maybe you take that money and put that money in his savings or use that money for something, right? So don't be afraid to negotiate with the credit card companies, right? Just because a lot of things feel like they're written in stone, they're actually not written in stone. And that's another reason why I love credit cards, because you can negotiate. You're not going to, you're not going to negotiate away a $5,000 balance that you have, but the things that you can negotiate on are, let's say you accidentally missed a payment and there's a late fee Always, always call and get that wiped away, right? Wipe away your annual fee. Call frequently and ask for an interest rate deduction. Uh, Do they have a better uh, plan that you can use? Is there a 0% offer or a low interest offer so that you can actually get this debt paid off? Um, If you position it the right way to the credit card companies, they're really, really willing to work with you. And if you call and you just get somebody on the phone and you're just not happy with that person... Don't hang up on them. Just say, "Okay, well, thank you." Hang up the phone and call back and speak to someone else because you're not going to get the same person the second time, right? Um, And try the strategy over again. But again, I'm a big fan of credit cards, and I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep talking about the reasons why I'm a big fan of credit cards, and I just really want to encourage you to reframe your your thinking your spending, your behavior around credit cards because you are super, super duper in control of this and you can use the credit cards and you can get all of these ridiculously amazing benefits and not pay all the stupid interest and all the other crap that comes along with a credit card, right? Let's just start like a, a movement, a revolution of using credit cards the right way. And um, you know, as long as the credit card companies keep being competitive and they keep adding all of these uh, benefits to using a credit card, let's just keep using them and let's let's reap the benefits. Let's use that cash that comes along with a rewards credit card for all the cool things that we want to do in life. All right. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game and Instagram at millennial underscore money.